the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back, everybody. Seems like uh, this past week was just slow. <laughs> Actually, it is. Pretty slow. The uh, volumes on stock exchanges around the world tend to slow down quite a bit during summertime, and uh, the busiest time of year happens to be right around September. I know a lot of people uh, who maybe eh, if you were born before 1975, <laughs> which means you're old like me, the uh, uh, and you remember people talking about the Great Depression and how October is the worst month in the market. And uh, if if you weren't born for that time period, you're probably not really aware of it. But it was kind of funny when I first started in the industry, everybody uh, just held their breath every October. That was the, uh, the big day. The stock market dropped once 11% uh, back in the late 20s. And that was the beginning of the, the major depression as they called it, or that's what one of the things that kicked it off. Uh, and they were able to, uh, you could buy stocks back then by just putting 10% down and kind of like buying a home. You know, you buy this stock, they would let you put 10% down and uh, and you owed 90% out of it. Well, when the market drops 11% in a day, <laughs> there's a pretty good chance that not only did you lose all the money that you had put into the stock market, but you actually owed 10% more than you had. And yeah, <laughs> not a good idea. So uh, that caused an unbelievable amount of problems. Banks folded all over. People had to sell their houses. The banks couldn't collect the mortgages. And it just led to a huge mess, financial mess. And... uh the chances of that happening to, again today, I'm going to tell you, 
they're, they're close to zero. They're literally close to zero. Uh, we have so many things in place now. And just like uh, this debacle that happened a few months ago, that a uh, bank went belly up. That was the same thing that happened on a much larger scale in the 1930s. Banks were folding. And people who had money in the banks and you had more than they were insured for, actually, most of them didn't have insurance back then. The vast majority of them did not have insurance. Um, and they didn't have networks where you could buy treasuries directly through your bank, which would have not been affected by that. So uh, anyway, I'm uh, going on and on about a lot of stuff that probably doesn't uh, interest a whole lot of people unless you are uh, like older, <laughs> but uh, that's okay. I'll, I'll bring us right up to speed to where we are today. Uh, so today you've got 10-year interest rates, 10-year treasury rates, that are 3.74 was the last value uh, on the last closing trade. So 3.74% is where they were, uh, is where they are currently. If you go back just to 2020, those were 0.62. That's a huge move uh, over that short of a time period. That's a gigantic move. And people are thinking that maybe a recession is going to come because the Fed may continue to raise interest rates as quickly as they have. And along those lines, I've got a, uh, I got an article that I sent out to my clients and people who have gone to my website and requested to be on the newsletter. It's free. Um, we send it out. I send it out. I try to get it out every other week. Uh, sometimes it'll be once a week. Uh, sometimes it's once every three weeks. It, it depends on what's happening in markets and how interested I think people might be in some of the information. But I thought this was a good one because the uh, it was an article that was posted in the Wall Street Journal at first. I had to license this, by the way, before I could send it out. And uh, the headline was, Could a Recession Still Be Years Away? Steady Growth. Moderating inflation improve odds of extended expansion. Uh, wow, that that's what caught my attention. Uh, you've been hearing a lot about recession, and yeah, the economy's already slowed down uh, quite a bit. Most of it was probably caused by the pandemic. Uh, when you start sh- shutting down shipping lanes, uh, that has a tendency to affect pricing on the products, goods, and services that are being imported. And we import an awful lot of stuff here. Uh, we also export a lot, by the way. It's, it's not as gloomy as people might think it is. I, I hear this all the time from uh, conversations I have with people that listen to the show or just clients. And uh, it's nowhere near as gloomy. We we export a ton of stuff in the United States. We import a lot as well. And, uh, and we produce a lot of, of what we consume here. So uh, anyway, back to the article. Could a recession still be years away? Steady growth, moderating inflation, and improve odds of extended expansion. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, it goes on to say economic, economic expansions don't die of old age, economists like to say. They are murdered by the Federal Reserve. <laughs> that was the, uh, that's the very first line of that article. And I missed that when I read it the first time because it was above a picture and I didn't take time to look at it. But anyway, that's, that's pretty good. The article goes on to say, well, no wonder then that the Fed has raised interest rates 5.25 percentage points since early last year, including a quarter point Wednesday. 
Forecasters have predicted a recession was imminent, but they have postponed the recession start date as growth remains steady. Now, by the way, I'm going to tell you that these guys are forecasting and trying to give you dates because they know that you'll listen, they know that you'll read, that that catches your attention. They also know it's impossible to get that with a high degree of accuracy. They know that. but if they don't tell you uh, that it's going to happen at a certain date and a certain time, because that's what the public demands. We want to know. We want to know exactly when, how much, and they just don't give up. Uh, no matter how many times they're wrong, and these guys know now that you will read this, and they get paid for views on a web page. <laughs> so this information, you've got to really take it with a grain of salt. So anyway, the, the article goes on and says, but they've postponed they have postponed the recession start date as growth remains steady, whatever that steady number is. The economy grew at a better than 2.4% annualized in the second quarter, the Commerce Department reported on Thursday. 2.4% is okay. Uh, it's actually significantly higher than that if you look back historically. Uh, but if you take out the 70s and 80s, it probably that's probably close to where the average would be. Anyway, actually, in one respect, a recession in the next six months would be unusual. It would mean the current expansion, which began April 2020, will have just lasted four years. That's less than the 8.6-year average of the four prior expansions dating back to 1982, which is all fine and daddy, but uh, stories are always changing. So just, again, take this with a grain of salt. But it is good that it appears to be good news because the good news gets passed around pretty quickly. People are looking for it, uh, and it helps. It, it helps with the psyche of investors. And investors control markets. It's their activity. Are they buying? Are they selling? Um, are they raising? Uh, when they sell, are they putting money in cash? Are they buying bonds? Uh, where's the money going to go? And your guess is probably as good as a lot of the major forecasters on a short-term basis. On a long-term basis, it's a whole lot easier. Uh, and that's why I always recommend to people when you're looking at your investments, try to think out at least five years and 10 is a better time period. And if you're looking out 10 years, do you really care what happens in the next six months? I mean, you might because you might be a, an obsessive worrier. But if you give yourself 10 years and you're managing your money that way, I don't really have to do anything different for the next 10 years. <laughs> and you can relax and you can actually ignore these articles because it's really not going to matter. And over 10-year time periods, uh, the market's been higher. Uh, what you look at rolling 10-year time periods, more than 90% of the time. So the probabilities are in your favor. And if you have money in fixed income, and I'm going to tell you right now, fixed income is not bad at all. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about it later in the show. But fixed income, I'm looking at a uh, fixed annuity that's guaranteeing an income. And uh, this is somebody who's 66. It's going to be 67 uh, a year from now. So we'll start to draw Social Security. They're retiring for every 100000 that they would invest in one of these annuities, it would give them $7,154. That's pretty good. 
That, that's actually really good, and that's guaranteed for the remainder of your life. And if you pass away early and haven't spent down money in that annuity, they will put whatever remains. They will give it to your beneficiaries. Um, so that's a good deal. Uh, from a fixed income standpoint, I think it's a great deal. From a stock standpoint, where should you have your stocks? What should you have them invested in? I am a big fan of using exchange-traded funds. I'm going to tell you why. They are, and This is one of the things that kind of kills me about the industry, and not the industry, but people in general. I can't tell you how many people think that all, all exchange-traded funds are the same. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm just flabbergasted. You know, what you think they've got over three thousand funds out there that are all buying the same stuff? Yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's not how that works. But um, anyway, there are lots of differences, and and I know that those are anomalies. Thankfully, I mean, it, it, it's not like you know thirty or forty percent of the population thinks that way. It's more like four or five percent, which is still kind of a lot. That's like one out of twenty. Um, but uh, anyway, um, makes my uh, life a little challenging uh, occasionally because oftentimes the people that think that way have very they're very stern in their beliefs and their ideas. So I'm just here to tell you the uh, the best of my knowledge and try to help you out the best I can. Some, you know, sometimes you just can't help certain people, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, bottom line is how your stocks are built or your funds are built, it, the characteristics that they focus in on, on, and how do you find that out? Well, you read the prospectus, and in the prospectus, it'll tell you uh, what their philosophy is and how it's going to be executed, and uh, that matters. I mean, there's, it, it matters a lot, and there's been a, a. It's slowly been changing over the past five and ten years. Um, past ten years, there's, the amount of change that's gone is is incredible. The change they're still changing. It's just not as fast as of a rate as it was ten years ago. It's starting to slow down. So you got all these funds out there, and you really need to read the prospectus if you're going to pick these yourself. And it's one of the reasons I still have a job, because I don't know if you've ever read a prospectus, but get ready. By the way, if you are an insomniac, get yourself a bunch of prospectuses and put them by your, on your bedstand, on nightstand, rather. You will soon be going to sleep faster than you ever were. <laughs> but, uh, but there is important stuff in there, and it is really important that you know it, uh, because it's going to have a major impact on how the money is being managed inside of your investments, and uh, that's that's a big deal. And they're doing very well. I mean, it, it, uh, the choices that you have out there, the selection, there's some really good ones. And I think I'm going to have to take a uh, quick commercial break here uh, within the next minute or so, but uh, so I'll just go and promote my company again right before these commercial breaks. It's still bulleted. If you uh, haven't listened to this show before, uh, welcome. If you have, thanks for tuning back in. Uh, I, last week I got two really nice emails, and I'd like to thank those people for being long-term listeners. And uh, so that's great. And my website is BullingtonCapital.com. If, if you hear something that you'd like more information on, if you'd like to talk 
to me about your own personal situation, uh, feel free to go to my website, reach out there. I'll get back to you as quickly as I can. And uh, there's no cost and no obligation, and there's no pressure. Um, the tone of voice you hear me taking now is the same tone of voice I normally use, maybe a little less animated, uh, probably actually a lot less animated. But the, uh, anyway, i got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com That's EagleFinancialCruise.com Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off, so call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Welcome back. Commercial messages to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, you can reach me by going to my website if you'd like to. It's bullingtoncapital.com. And there's a contact us page there. You can also call us 330 664 0700. That's 330 
800-664-0700. And uh, we'd be glad to try to help you any way you can. If there's something that you'd like more information on, feel free to call about that. Uh, we just kind of bounce around in various topics here. I like to uh, do that, by the way, because uh, that's how my mind works. <laughs> One thing and then another. But um, actually, it almost never turns off, but uh, not sure how good that is. But it, it is what it is, I guess. And we were talking a little bit about the uh, lifetime or guaranteed income for a minute there. And I use a product, and I can send you a link, by the way. If you want to go to my website and say, hey, Bill, send me that link on the uh, guaranteed lifetime income product you're talking about. It's from Nationwide. Um, uh, out of all the hundreds of products I've looked at, I like I like this one the best. And there are lots of reasons for that. Uh, this one's not necessarily the highest paying. I think the highest paying one is probably one half of 1% higher, some ridiculously low dollar amount. And the company doesn't have uh, the ratings that uh, I look for. And anyway, so with this particular, just just an example, say somebody is 66 years old, next year they're going to be eligible for full Social Security. And they decided, yeah, I've had enough. I'm I'm packing it in. So uh, I would like to have a certain amount of income guaranteed. And there's a what you can go to the website. You can put your age and that kind of guarantee uh, income you want, and it'll tell you how much money you would have to have to guarantee that portion. And I just went in and put in a uh, hundred thousand dollars as an investment. And said, okay, what will that generate? Just so that I can keep the math kind of simple and it's easy to understand. So if somebody did that, they were sixty-six and they're going to retire next year, full Social Security age. So they got a year. Uh, and that's how that product works, by the way. There's a one-year period they have to go before you can turn the, the income on. So that $100,000 would guarantee, would guarantee $7,154. That's a lot. I, mean, I, I think it's a ton. We're just talking about 10-year treasuries that are paying 3.72. And I know right now there are short-term CDs that are paying more than 10-year treasuries are. That's called an inverted yield curve. Um, it's when the short-term treasuries pay more than the longer-term ones do. And uh, that normally accompanies or actually precedes a recession. That's why people have been talking about it for so much. But it it re- precedes the recessions because it's actually has been in the past, it's been a major cause of recession. So when they start raising interest rates, the interest rates on car payments go up if you're buying a new car. House payments go up. Uh, some people don't even qualify anymore because the interest rate, they were close to the edge uh, with a house that they were applying for financing for, and then they raised interest rates, and um, it pushed them out. You know, They weren't able to get the loan anymore because the payment was too high of a percentage. Now, that hasn't happened very much at all lately. And, uh, but it could potentially, if, and I'm sure of it. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who were looking at houses a year ago or two, a year and a half ago. And now they don't qualify for the same level of financing that they would have been able to get. So that slows down the economy. Banking and home building makes up more than 25% of the economy. That's a lot. So when you put the, you know, when you slow that down, 
that's one of the reasons that everybody's been calling for these recessions. And it's also one of the reasons the 10-year Treasury hasn't gone up higher. And more than likely, the 10-year Treasury, people that invest out that far, didn't believe that it would keep going up. And uh, so the bonds didn't uh, drop as much. And uh, they were content with that kind of interest rate, at least for now. Uh, and it, these are not mom and pop, by the way. These are big institutional investors. The um, uh, mom and pop are buying short-term CDs, and I hope that the rates don't drop and go all the way back down to you know one percent again on short-term CDs. See, that's that's the risk with short-term CDs. At the end of the period, at the end of the one or two years, if rate if the economy does go into recession, the rates that you're going to renew it are going to be a lot lower than the rates are now. And uh, that's the tough thing about short-term anything when you're looking out over the short term. So rates that you're seeing today are probably, if if they do accomplish slowing the economy down, if inflation starts to subside a little bit, and at some point in time it's got to, then short-term interest rates are going to come down. And if you're going to be 67 next year, you're looking to take full Social Security, and uh, uh, this will actually more than pay for most people's Social Security supplement, which I thought was a good idea. I got this idea from a client, by the way. I didn't um, get his permission to use his name, so <laughs> I won't. I can't mention that. But it, it, I thought it was a great idea. He said, how much money would I need to pay my Medicare supplement? And uh, basically, w- what he did, he just put together a, uh, an annuity and it's paying, and by the way, more than one person has asked me about that. It's, quite frankly, it's probably at least a dozen. And uh, I'm not, yeah, that, that that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, you set this up, and it's going to pay. Um, the thing you have to be on guard against with that, by the way, is that the uh, payments on Medicare have a tendency to go up over time. So you want to might, might want to take that into account if depending on the type of annuity you get, they don't actually increase. Some of them will go up with inflation. Most of them do not. So you probably want something that's paying more than what the current cost is so that over the next five or 10 years, you're not having to supplement that out of your other savings, if that makes sense. So, But anyway, $100,000 in uh, 12 months from now can take out $7,154 a year. Every year that you would put that off, if you had the ability to put it off, the guaranteed income, lifetime income goes up. So the original guarantee was $7,154. Year number two, it's $7,824. Year number three, it's $8,541. See, it's going up every year. The guaranteed income goes up each year that you postpone it. And they give you a schedule and... The insurance company guarantees that schedule. So if you waited three years on the hundred thousand, you'd be getting eighty five hundred dollars a year instead of the seventy one. Seventy one hundred. And that's great. You know, it, it gives you some more predictability uh in your uh life lifespan, I guess I should say. <laughs> I got stuck there on a word for a minute. Remind me of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> anyway, hopefully I'll never get that bad. But the uh, uh, he's old though. Yeah, he, he, I'm, su- I'm surprised how old the Congress and Senate is. That that 
that. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel young. <laughs> but the uh, anyway, I won't get off on no subjects. But so somebody who was sixty six today, three years from now, uh, could get eighty five hundred dollars a year uh, in income. Now, if the investments inside of it grow faster than uh, and if the value went from 100 to 100 over 151,000 that number would actually be higher but the chances of that happening are are not good okay, so i never I, I hear all these guys talking about these products all the time and they emphasize well yeah but it's invested in the uh, indexes and if the indexes you know what it, yeah i might run a 4 minute mile too i wouldn't bet on it <laughs> Just like I wouldn't bet on the Browns going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl. Okay, those things are probably more likely than this is to keep up with the income value that they get, they generate the income off of. In other words, stick to the guarantees. That's probably what you're going to get. Nine out of ninety nine and a half out of a hundred. I would. That's my projection on that. The guarantees that you get will actually be better than the performance on the underlying investment. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to use it. I'm telling you, I, I see things happening all the time. I see people investing in on their own. Uh, they're not keeping up with the indexes. They make bad decisions because they get emotional. I mean, it's been tough. The last couple of years have been incredibly tough. I'm looking at the chart. I'm going, wow, this is, this is kind of nuts. And uh, in fact, if you were in the uh, some funds, some index funds are down. Yeah, this is this is amazing. This is the Russell 1000 growth fund. You keep hearing, oh, you know, markets up this year, markets up this year. Uh, yeah, but it's still below the level it was two years ago, and it's very confusing. Uh, it makes people think that they're missing out somewhere. Uh, it makes them make bad investment decisions because now they're they're troubled over the fact that well the market's at a new a new one year high. Well, yeah, but see, the all time high actually happened in December of 2021. The uh, and nobody's telling you that because that doesn't sell a lot of ads on television or in the newspapers or magazine. So. Uh, give yourself a break. You know, try to look at and this. One of the things, one of the reasons advisors still have jobs, because if you left it up to the media to tell you how to um, invest your money, yeah, it it wouldn't be good. And they do have a tremendous amount of influence, and, and I will tell you, the vast majority of it is not good. Uh, you have to look into the message and who's telling the message, and uh, it makes a big difference. By the way, it helps if you deal with the fiduciary. A fiduciary is somebody who has to legally operate in your best interest. And so we are fiduciaries at my firm. We do get commission on some things, not many, uh, but we get commission on work. We have to tell you everything. We have to show you all the expenses, uh, all the funds, and uh, everything's out in the open. Uh, if you're not dealing with a fiduciary, um, it's not that they're necessarily all bad. I don't believe that for a second because I know too many of them. But the, uh, you know, there there are things that you, you should look for a fiduciary. Let me just put it that way. 
try to find somebody who's a fiduciary. And almost everybody uh, has the, it depends on the, the structure of the products that you're investing in. Uh, but I'm not going to bore you with those details. Just try to stick to people who are fiduciaries, who are legally bound to operate in your best interest. It's better for everybody. So uh, you know, I'm just looking at this graph on a 10-year bond. It's unbelievable how much the 10-year bond yield has fluctuated over the past you know, just few years. Uh, it was 3.15 in October of 2018. Now it's 3.14, but it was down to 0.62. Yeah, that's a big move. That's like going from uh, 300 to 6. Now that, that That's a lot. That's really a lot. But uh, anyway, now it's back up to 3.74 or 0. 0.6. Uh, I'm sorry. The uh, um, it's a just gigantic moves. We're not used to seeing moves like that. Uh, that especially in fixed income, uh, it's been happening more frequently. So again, it, it's something that you just want to have some conversations with, yeah, with people uh, to get a shorter guarantee period for like treasury bonds or CDs, the, the problem with most of those are going to be at some point in time, they will succeed in causing the recession. It's just part of the economic cycle, just the way it goes. So we go through a recession, they will be cutting interest rates again. And those short-term CDs are going to come back and you know they're going to be a lot less than what they are now. So that's one of the reasons uh, I like to Talk about the fixed index products because they're guaranteed for the remainder of your lifetime. Right now, the guaranteed levels, they're actually pretty high. Uh, I'm surprised that they've stayed this high. And uh, that, that's shocking, actually. Um, and uh, I think it, it's a good place to be for now. If you don't need to take the income, you've got a schedule that's guaranteed. It's going to go up each year that you decide not to take the income. and uh, that's pretty good. So if you want to hear more about that, just give me a call or reach out. It's Bill at BullingtonCapital.com. I know I'm killing all the people that that, <laughs> that want me to talk about just stocks. And I feel bad about that. We are going to get to stocks. Um, actually, I'll start to talk about them. The last section uh, of today's show, which is going to happen right after the next commercial break, which is somewhere, I think we've got about nine or ten minutes to that next commercial break. but I will. Uh, talk about it because it is interesting. It's, it's, there's been changes and just in how many companies are actually participating in the rally, uh, which ones are participating in the rally, uh, what, which industries or sectors uh, are still looking attractive from a growth standpoint. You know, we were talking about that just shortly uh, during the show about how exchange-traded funds select the stocks that are in the fund. The vast majority of them are not done by humans. They're done by computer programs, which is uh, it's fine. It's actually like they're checklists. Uh, and uh, think about it. How, how much better off would the world be if people got really good at using checklists? And uh, I got a book on checklists from, I think it was a checklist manifesto or something like that. And I've read about half of it. And um, I'm always trying to read. I read so many books at one time. It, it, you know, I'll do two chapters on one book, put it down, and pick up another book the next day, do a couple chapters. It's 
So I'll get through it eventually. But the uh, uh, the book is basically about how people who are extremely an extremely detail oriented things like brain surgeon um, they have checklists they have to go through. You at least you hope they do. <laughs> but uh, airline pilots they have checklists. You know people that own businesses they they have checklists they write these things down to keep themselves organized and, and keep themselves from doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And uh, I go back to the checklist. So with a checklist on stocks, I'm going to tell you what, what my checklist is that I, it helps me look into the stock market to see which stocks are moving now and uh, why. I I can tell you why. Normally, the sales and profits are, are rising. That's part of the checklist. And um, one of the reasons I used exchange-traded funds is because they publish their checklist. They, they call it an investment strategy. The, uh, and you can read about it, and you can see which attributes they're looking for. Like some have companies that have dividends uh, from companies who have a certain amount of profit being generated. Because if you're paying dividends and you don't have profit, that's a problem. Uh, sooner or later, you're going to have to cut that dividend. And uh, we're going to have to come back to all this stuff in a few minutes. I just got a notification. I got to take a commercial break. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here right on uh, here every weekend on 1420. I'll be back right after these commercial messages. So stay tuned. All the things that I've held dear, the vanities that whispered in my ear. Across Ohio, we the people are speaking out against a small minority of radical abortion activists who are trying to hijack our Ohio Constitution. They want to cement abortion without any restrictions into the Constitution. They want to abolish our parental rights. They want to handcuff our elected officials and our governor from passing and signing laws that reflect the values of we the people. We the people of Ohio are not New York and we are not California. We the people are proud of our Ohio values, faith, family, and freedom. On Tuesday, August 8th, vote yes on Issue 1 in this special election to protect your family values and our Constitution. We the people say vote yes on August 8th. We the people say vote yes on August 8th. Vote yes on August 8th. Paid for by the One Nation Under God Foundation, a tax-exempt 501c3 committee. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question, the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. 
Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owner sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just tuning in, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you hear anything you'd like more information on, feel free to go to my website at bullingtoncapital.com. There's a contact us page there. I'd be glad to forward any information or try to answer your questions. You can set up a phone meeting if you would like to do that. Uh, It's free. And, uh, yeah, just uh, reach out. Give me a buzz. Uh, we were talking a lot about uh, a whole bunch of different things today, which we do on almost every show. And uh, we talked. We started off talking about recession and trying to predict recessions. And uh, I forget yet. Yeah, so I majored in economics in college way back in in the day, and uh, it was funny because uh, professors were some of them were pretty good about it. They laughed about how difficult it was to make predictions. And I remember the old joke being one of the jobs of uh, economic forecasters was to make fortune tellers look good. <laughs> and uh, it's still that way. I mean, when, when you look at how many things are happening and going on and how the world changes and how many things that weren't relevant 10 years ago are all of a sudden relevant today, it's, you know, it's an ongoing thing. And most of it, um, I think a lot of the people in the industry agree, is you know, you're looking at what's happening right now, and you're trying to make adjustments to what's happening right now. And when the future changes, you'll make adjustments again. And an awful lot of people that read the material, though, are looking for predictions that they can count on. Uh, well, I remember back in the... Uh, financial uh, statistics courses, there's you know very little likelihood. They're, they taught us in probabilities. And what are the probabilities? So they're, they're pretty shrewd. And it, it's generally the um, uh, public that doesn't invest a lot, that doesn't realize that you can't make predictions that are going to be extremely highly accurate for an extremely long time period. Inevitably, at some point in time, something's going to happen that you don't expect. Okay? That's one of the reasons that you want to have some fixed income 
in your account, something you can count on. You know, if, if I knew I was getting, and I've got the uh, product that I was talking about, and I know exactly what I'm going to get when I'm 67, and it doesn't matter what the stock market does, and the returns that I would have had to earn in the stock market, the vast majority of people in this country don't make in their stock portfolios. That was the the key factor for me. I looked at that and go, hey, wait a minute. I mean, and there are there are years where my performance has not been as good as that is because the market collapsed, you know, and I've got a ton of my money in stock funds, uh, not as much as I used to, but I, I, I had a whole bunch more back then uh, as a percentage of my total, and I had to write it out, you know, didn't have a choice. Actually, I just kept adding to it, so it did come back a lot quicker than it would have had I sat there. But what do you do when you're at retirement age and you're taking money out and you can't afford to keep putting money back in? That's what I'm talking about. This is a timing issue. So the closer you get to to having to rely on taking that money out, maybe you're already there, uh, the more financial security you're going to need. You still have to need, you're still going to need stocks. And I would recommend an ETF portfolio that's got a really good diversification that focuses, by the way, on those two factors I kept, you know, thinking, telling you I was going to talk about and I forgot. (laughs) The, The two factors that are the most important. Our uh, size, unfortunately, I'm, that's not my favorite one, by the way. So just how big is the company? The bigger ones have a tendency, have had a tendency in the last 10 years to do better. There's a reason for that. In the long run, um, medium-sized companies uh, actually have the best 40-year track record. But the uh, anyway, size is kind of key. You don't want to go too small, uh, and uh, you can go as large as you want. But you want size, you want profitability, and speed. Those are the three main characteristics. Now, they use a bunch of three- and four-syllable words to describe all that in the fund's explanation of how they're investing the money. But that's essentially what they're focusing on. Size, profitability, and speed. Okay, so if, if those are the characteristics in the ETFs, that, that's going to narrow down the, the list of ETFs that you have to look at by a mile. So, um, again, if you've got any questions on any of this, feel, feel free to reach out to me. But even if you do a good job, you get actually, I, I have a caller. I'm gonna, I don't know who it is because I'm doing this broadcast from home, but all right, so it is Chris. Chris, hey, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Yeah, I just have a question on national debt. Uh, since they've signed the last uh, uh, agreement to lift the cap on our national debt in six weeks, it's gone. It's they've exceeded it by a trillion dollars now. And at what point does the national debt become a problem? We're at thirty-two trillion. We'll probably be at uh, somewhere over forty trillion by next year. And I assume yep. in the next five years, we'll probably hit sixty to seventy trillion. Right. Yeah, it's been a long I mean, time since I've looked at the uh, uh, the debt. Here's uh, what I would tell you, though. Um, we're probably getting close to the level that we were at right after World War II. And at the end of World War II, we were about 145% of GDP, 
almost 150 percent. Yeah, and that was the highest level. That that's the bogey. Okay, that that's the benchmark. We've got. I don't know where we are today. I'll have to look it up when I get off the. Uh, I think it's uh, about 120 show. or so. 120 okay. percent of it. So yeah, 120. Oh, okay. So we would still be below if if it is at 120. We're still below where we were after World War II. And you know what happened to the economy after World War II, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but you had a baby boom. We don't have that anymore. Um, we've got the, the baby boom increases demand, correct? Yeah. Yes. What do kids do when they, when they get out of college? <laughs> when they get out of they buy a car. Uh, they want to live in nice houses. They got iPhones that they're paying us, you know, over a thousand bucks for. The uh, the demand is is kind of there anyway, and the population growth is not. Uh, our, most of our population growth has come from immigration in the past fifteen years anyway, and uh, people moving to America. Um, but so you've still got a uh, pretty decent population growth. It's not natural. I mean, it's not people having babies. Uh, but uh, about a third of it is. But my yeah, point but is that we've been... That's a population growth that has to be taken care of as opposed to a population growth that's part of a nuclear family. Yeah, I, you're going to have both in there in all population growth. And uh, a lot of those people work really hard, man. And they don't they don't make a lot of money. Um, it's no, the, and uh, I understand uh, that. Yeah. I guess I guess but my it, concern, and, and my concern is I don't I don't understand at, at what point does the national debt just destroy everything? I mean, I, I mean, and and where where do you put your money? <laughs> I mean, if if the national debt debt just keeps going out of control, well, if it gets if it gets like super high, like you know, if we become Argentina. <laughs> The uh, the best thing to hold on to is going to be short term cash. The interest rates on money markets will be like they were in the 1980s. I remember them being 18 percent at one point in time. Uh, yeah, I agree. Percent. Well, the prime rate. The and, prime rate hit 24. Yeah. So we'll we'll probably be back to that situation. And your best investments. And this is one of the reasons, by the way, in my practice. The fixed income that we hold, it has an average maturity of, of 1.8 years, less than two years. And I've been holding on to this fund for well over a decade because it, that's what they do. And uh, it's looking for shorter-term, high-quality, liquid stuff. And I don't care. I didn't care when the long-term interest rates had an interest rate that was three-quarters of a percent higher than the one I was getting because I knew you know, when interest rates do go up, those long-term bonds, and they came crashing down. They didn't come dropping down mildly and, and give you a, a warning that they were going to go down. Look at the uh, TLT. That's the long-term treasury uh, bond fund. That thing yeah. is down 40% from its peak, and uh, it peaked over two years ago. That That is mind-boggling. So that's just been torturous. And uh, it takes a, it doesn't take a ton of skill, but it takes some knowledge of what you're talking about. Um, you know, how is the economy doing? How is it relative to interest rates? And uh, where have we seen periods like this before 
in this country. It's never going to be exactly the same, by the way. And that's what a lot of novice investors have the uh, have trouble with, and they make mistakes because they assume that something's going to happen exactly like it did before, and it never does that. There's always something that makes it a little bit different, and if you don't know what that is, it, it can end up hurting you. And uh, and we don't know what it is until it actually happens. So um, yeah, being too too opinionated, in my opinion, is not a good thing. You have to be pretty flexible. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to try to pick bottoms and tops. I'm going to try to uh, be in the middle somewhere. Middle ground is a good place to be. The uh, If you can keep up with the uh, averages, man, you're doing really well. Okay. Hey, Bill, one thing on stocks you want to – what do you think of ATT and Verizon? Are they just um, – yeah, not, not <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge but fan, but, you know, I, I got about 20 seconds left on my show. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll pick that – I'll big pick that topic uh, back up next week. Okay. Actually, well, you got like 7.8% interest uh, dividends yeah. on these things. Yeah. So. Yep, but okay. some of them, sometimes they're barring. Okay. Yeah. All right, okay, well, listen, thanks for calling. Yep, Bye. Have a good Bye. weekend. And to everybody else, thanks for listening to my show, Bill Bullington, BullingtonCapital.com. Have a good weekend. Good luck. Good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.